Today's episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast is brought to you by Chill Boys. Comfort where it counts. Dirt balls, upgrade your undies right now. Get rid of those old under. I, I have some old underwear, no lie, where the holes are right by the butthole, right by the balls. We, we all know those. We all know we all have those, I should say. Get rid of them. Just get rid of them right now. Chill Boys has great options for everybody who needs new underwear. They have the bamboo boxers, the performance boxers, the boxer briefs, and many other great styles. It's time to upgrade your undies, boys. Use discount code DIRTY20 at chillboys.com to save 20% on your first order. That's DIRTY20 to save 20% at chillboys.com. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chilprano. Hello, Andy. Ooh, I hear a nice crack of a Miller Lite can, Joseph. Yeah, well, you know, it's been a long time since we did an evening podcast. Not that there's anything wrong with drinking Miller Lights at 10 a.m. I do it regularly, just not while we're doing this podcast. I've usually just gotten up, just getting into my coffee. But since we're doing an evening one here, you've got uh, some stuff tomorrow morning. I potentially have a doctor's appointment tomorrow morning. We're pulling a, a Sunday nighter. We haven't done a Sunday night in a while. And it just yeah. feels good to crack a fresh, golden-topped cold one. Just do a little championship weekend preview, a little divisional round recap. I, I have a feeling the audio, the video, everything's just going to crash because we have a Sunday night jinx that always because goes. We, yeah, we had a Sunday night jinx forever, right? Yeah. I guess, I, you know, I was just thinking about that. I was like, well, we're not at the Smut Studio anymore, but it wasn't, it wasn't the Smut Studio, right? It was YouTube that had a Sunday night, that had the Sunday night jitters. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much a YouTube thing. It's not a just not respecting the day of our Lord, YouTube. Well, there's just. too many people that are on YouTube. They that's that's what I was told. That was the problem. Yeah. But hey, we'll fight through it. Not with all these people they're censoring these days, am I right? <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I mean, I'm not even going there. You know my stance on all this. We're going to probably disagree, but I don't want to go there because we got so much football to talk. So yeah. much NFL playoffs. Where do we start, Andy? Where do we start? We got to start with my boy and his team heading to the NFC Championship. That's right. Oh, I was like, I, I was like, I don't know. Andy, you and football is like, you know, like the, your boy it could be. I was like, you're, did, did Russ get traded? What what happened with the what happened to the Rams? TB12 like, baby. Who is your boy? 
Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Heading back to a conference championship. I believe this is his ninth in 10 years. And he didn't play the best. He had an yeah, okay it, game. It, it is, it is, it's almost disrespectful to like every single other participant in the game to like lead with the Tom Brady going back to the championship game. Well, it is, it, but I'm doing that because you have shown, in my opinion, disrespect to Brady. So that's why I'm. I, I couldn't, I don't, I disagree with that statement. I saw your tweet. First of, all, first of all, I picked them to win this game because Drew Brees had cracked ribs during this season and has not looked good since. I think that the Bucks and the Saints are two teams that going into this round, I, I didn't think the Bucks beat anybody, but the, uh, but the, Washington football team and the Saints beat anybody but the Bears last week or vice versa like I think the Seahawks the Rams the Packers I think they both beat they all beat both of these teams it just wasn't and it, and it was a sloppy 40 something year old game it was like when you and I go out there and play hoops is old people doing old people things like none of the, neither of those guys looked good well I wouldn't even say they look bad like you had two defenses playing well let's give yeah. some credit where credit's due I mean, Andy, when we say give credit where credit's due, if Jameis had thrown three picks tonight, you wouldn't be giving credit to the box defense. You'd be like, this is what he does. Like, well, hold Drew, on. Drew Brees played bad. Yeah, yeah. Drew Brees didn't play the, the best football. He had some missed passes. They said it during the game. He's not throwing the ball past 20 yards. He also, let's not forget, I don't know if he should be playing. Like, Right. It's funny. I, I was that. And, I, and I, I was I was watching Steve Smith real quick on NFL Network, and Steve Smith said that. He goes, dude, this wasn't a football injury. He got collapsed lungs, broken. Steve Smith goes, that's a car wreck. Yeah. Like, this isn't a football injury. This was pretty serious. Listen, my, my day was – this evening game was very difficult for me because, I mean, you saw my tweet. I was in a glass case of emotion. Like, I, Tom Brady, I, I was rooting for him to win the game today. But it didn't look good early for anybody in the game. They were down early. No one's moving the ball. It was, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. They, the the winner was predetermined. It was a uh, it was an old man boxing match. I still enjoyed it. It was a fun game. It was a back and forth game. Your boy threw a touchdown. Yeah, he threw two. He ran for I'm talking one. about Jameis. I'm talking about your boy oh, Jameis. Oh, yo, Jameis dropped a dime in there. I mean, that was an easy wide open pass. Yeah. Who? Real quick, and I and I don't want to go too far down the projections. Who's the buck? Who is not sorry? Not the Bucks. Who's the Saints quarterback next year? If Breeze retires, I don't know. I mean, they they got they got lip readers saying that he told Jameis, "This is your team on the sideline. This is your team now." I mean, it's not Taysom Hill, right? We all know that. But like to me, if you're the if you're the Bucks or if you're the uh, Saints, like there's all kinds of options out there for you. You know what I mean? Is Jameis your move? I mean, it's crazy that we're this is where we're talking. This is what we're kind of leading the whole thing with. Is Jameis the Saints starter or not yet here? But there's guys available, right? I mean, Deshaun Watson's available. For God's sakes. Well, I don't want to call him available. He still plays for the Texans. Right. 
and James Harden still played for the Rockets. Yeah, well, I think football's a little different. I think some of these relationships can be fixed. Regardless, look, Breeze, I don't even, like, I don't want to go too far down, you're right, next year or until he officially retires because I'm sure we'll dedicate a large portion of the next show or whenever it's announced if he does retire about his career. Uh, not a way you want to go out, though, if that's true. Three picks. Yeah. But but it's isn't it sort of all – all reports point to this is it. This is the end. He's been talking like he's doing the look back at the thing. And then the worst thing ever. I don't know if you saw this tweet. If you didn't like this one either. But like he has to watch Tom Brady take a knee to end it all. His grandfather didn't go to war. So his career could end with Tom Brady taking a knee. <laughs> really? You had to go there, didn't you? You had to go I mean, there. Just, his grandfather flew. You know, planes and wherever. Put it put it aside for a minute, Prayer. I'm gonna ask you to put it aside. I'm gonna ask you to put all that bullshit for aside for a minute. If we can if we can if we can quote unquote stick to the game. Stick to sports? Shut up and dribble? Are you telling me to shut up and podcast? Did you just tell me to shut up and podcast? I'm just I'm just trying to keep keep us on on the task on hand, right? Uh hey. It was fitting though, I think you'd agree, almost in a way. Look, I I, I don't want to disparage Drew Brees. He's a top seven eight quarterback all time but it right don't you agree like it's fitting it went down he loses at home he's done that now three week three years in a row again it's a team game but he i see so many dan marino similarities with him listen we did we did a whole long drew Brees deep dive when people came at us after i think he broke whatever record he broke on monday night football last year or whatever um And I think you've got to look at how stacked this Saints team has been the last few years. And they got hosed in the, in the, um, the Rams game, right? Like that was a, that was a straight up hosing. Everybody thinks that was pass interference except Joshua Belly, literally everybody on planet earth. Right. Like they took a tough L with the miracle in Minnesota or whatever. Like there's been some tough ones the last few years. The Kirk Cousins in the dome last year. Right. Last year in the dome, that one, that one's like for sure the most like suspect one of the bunch in at home. We'll, we'll leave the Kyle Rudolph, you know, offensive foul rebounding push off aside. Um, But that's the most suspect one. This year, I actually think that they're a better team than this than this Bucks team. And if Drew Brees could throw the ball, I would have taken them in this game. But they they've looked so bad since he returned. And I think that this is why this is the end of Drew Brees. It's like, dude, he had a car accident injury, like you said. And it's just like, how long do you do this for? Where you come in and you know he he gave it one last hurrah and he didn't get it done. But like, I don't put this one on Breeze as bad as he played. At some point, you've also got to be, you got to like, at some point we have to take shots at Sean Payton, right? Like they're not scoring a lot of points in these playoff losses. I understand that their quarterback plays hurt right now in this game, but like that's on you too. You haven't, he hasn't looked good since he came back. Jared Goff starts this week, plays well, but like they didn't want him to play last week. They wouldn't have had him play like McVay was fine going to somebody else. 
I know he's not he, he's not the leading quarterback of all time, but like Drew Brees didn't play well. Jameis Winston, who we are like the leaders of the Jameis Winston truthers uh, community. He comes in and he, I know it's a trick play and he has a guy wide open, but like. Can we, can we start that new religion, by the way? At I'm least watch- he throws the ball downfield. I'm watching the, uh, I'm behind. I know it came out years ago, but I'm watching the Wild Wild Country on Netflix. Yeah. But Rajneesh. Yeah. <laughs> can we start the, can we start the Jameis Winston truther community? Yeah. We'll relocate to some town. Let's, I mean, Florida is crazy, but I'm sure there's a town in Florida we could go to. No state income tax. And we start our own commune. What do you think? I'm into it. And our, and our religion is that Jameis Winston is a turnover machine. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, we're doing what Rajneesh did. And we're like, we're just going to get all the people that Jameis Winston, Winston sexually assaulted to move into our commune. And, ha- and therefore, we'll have enough of a population to take over the town government. I love it. I think it's win all the elections. Yeah. Well, I saw the early lines. Let's just fast forward quickly. Obviously, we're going to go over all the games. Four-point Packers favorites and two by and the a way, half. By the way, opened at three and a half. Already moving up. Okay. And I saw it was two and a half Chiefs favorites over right. the Bills. So, two tight games. I mean, Look, the, game, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs-Bills matchup is obviously based on Mahomes. Sure. And whether or not he's going to play. But I'll, I'll tell you a little secret. Andy and I made I made money betting the Bucks plus three and a half and the Bucks money line this weekend. I already bet winnings on Packers minus three and a half because I knew it would go up, and it has. You just told me it went up. That was that was a half hour ago. Uh, you know, it's like the stock market; it'll go up and down this week. We'll see where yeah. people place their wagers. Well, look, you know me; I'm rooting for Brady. This game, this and, I'm, is a, and I'm rooting for the goat. This is a huge game for Joe. I need. I don't know if the dirt balls know this, or you, I think you guys talked about it when he was on the show. This is a reminder: you have a hundred dollar bet with Matty Goldberg. If on. if Brady makes the Super Bowl before Belichick, you owe him a hundred dollars. Which, by the way, he texted me to remind you. Great. Yeah. I can't wait for the reminder. So this, but what's, what's great is Maddie's got his shot next Sunday. And then I have the rest of Bill Belichick's career. So let's go. You're assuming Brady's not playing after this year. Oh, I'm assuming I'll tell you two things. One Brady's either not playing after this year. I think he is. Or two, this is Brady's last NFC championship game appearance. This is Brady's last championship game appearance. And I say that with, dude, I just, I came and said it last week and, and you were like, whoa, 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 where is this coming from? Like, I think Tom Brady, like Tom Brady has throughout his entire career, Tom Brady got lucky in his path this year. Tom Brady played the Washington football team coming off a charity win. And then he played Drew Brees with a, in a fucking car accident. I don't think your Seahawks lose to this Bucks team. I disagree. Okay. And I disagree with you. (laughs) (laughs) If they make the Super Bowl, man, 
here's the thing. Sure. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. Lambo, listen, I'm but not, you have to talk intangibles for a minute, right? Any like given the, Sunday. But, but not only that, we have to admit the leadership, people like to play for Brady. They do. It's a LeBron thing, dude. I'm telling you. Guys like to play for Brady. Brady gets the best out of his players. I really do think that. Well, I, Ben Roethlisberger got a whole lot more out of Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown came in mid-season. I think that's an awful statement. Jameis got more out of Chris Godwin. He's spreading the ball around. Okay. Look, look so I'm just we're... saying, like the best out of what are we talking about here? I disagree with I disagree what, with what, all what, those what, statements. They're well, often not, you don't you don't you don't you don't disagree with all those statements. You just made two excuses for why he's not getting the best out of him. We're not getting the best out of him. We're not getting the best. But we right? are. We are. Look, look, they're in the look, come on, Joe. Give the give guys some credit. They're in the A's. They're I'm sorry, they're in the NFC championship. The main difference between last year and this year is the quarterback. Right. And the tight end and the wide receiver and new running back and defensive players. I mean, the biggest play in the game is a rookie draft pick. Draft pick. Yes, Tom Brady is. That's just, this is the same thing that people are doing. I went went back and forth with the dirt ball on the on the Patriots. Oh, the Patriots. The only difference between this year and last year's Patriots team is Tom Brady. Well, also the other two guys you listed in the tweet that you sent me, one of those guys who was a pro bowler last year, Tom Brady wasn't. Also, let's not forget that the Bills and the Dolphins are better last year. Like the difference between the Brady, the Patriots, isn't Tom Brady leaving. Also, the Patriots didn't win last year. So what the fuck are we talking about? I'm just saying, I was right. I'm on, I'm on it. I was like, the, I am, can't wait for the Patriots to lose in the or the uh, Bucks to lose in the playoffs. Then they got Washington. I was like, I'm in on on them versus Washington. Then I was like, I'm in on them versus a, a hurt Drew Brees. You, you're trying. And now I and now covering all, the runs to, over. You're trying to cover all bases with that. I see. You're trying to cover yourself from all angles. That's fine. There is no angles. I just I already said it right as. While this game had eight you're, minutes you're, left, you're not, not gonna, beating the Packers. That's fine, but you're not giving Brady any credit, which is fine because I think he and overall he had a good year. He had a really good year. Yeah, he had a fine year. That's great, but we do we do this all the time. And like, God, can you imagine if Eli Manning had a game where he threw for two hundred yards and you were like, "Do not give him enough fucking credit." Like, get the fuck out of here. Drew Brees threw three picks. Tom Brady looked like a fucking statue. He didn't play that well tonight. In fact, if it wasn't for how bad Drew Brees played, they would have lost that game. It looked dire early. He played bad to start. He was missing guys. He was throwing low. Dudes were saving him. The Brady run is over. I got the Packers. I already bet it. Okay, good. I'll be rooting for Brady. It'll be good for the show. And I'll be rooting for the GOAT. Okay. Well, that game played out like we thought. Jared Goff actually played well in the first half. Yeah, he played well the whole game. He just... They just if we're gonna give Tom Brady played well today. We're gonna give Jared Goff played well. I didn't say Brady played well. I said, you know, Brady did what he had to do <laughs> to win the game. But he did. He scored in the turnover. You know, they got turnovers, their defense did, and they scored. But look, obviously the Packers are clicking. It was cool to see some fans there. There's been somewhat of a playoff atmosphere, which I've enjoyed. Oh yeah, in in Buffalo, in Kansas City today for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's that that will help for sure next week in the Packers Bucks game that there's like minimal to no fans. Um, but yeah, it's you know next week it should be 
it should be cold there. So that'll be a nice test. But the, the, the Rams, I think we're hurt more by Aaron Donald not being 100% and Cooper Cup not being there at yeah. all than they were by Jared Goff. You know, Jared Goff played fine, I thought. Like, he showed up. He sure. did. Yeah, he did. And he they did. ran the ball pretty well. They just, like, couldn't keep up with the scoring. And honestly, the, you know, and, and actually, I'm totally fine with this from a coaching standpoint, but, like, Jalen Ramsey, he didn't follow Devontae Adams around the field. No, he didn't. And that's but, fine. I, I, I don't care about all that, like, you lock down the guy. Like, I'm totally fine with, you know, defensive coordinators, now the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, calling it the way he wants. But, I mean, Jalen – like, Devontae Adams had a good game, and he scored on that play where then, you know, uh, Jalen Ramsey laid down in the end zone and cried. So that was unfortunate. How, how was that game for you as a sort of Rams fan? Well, I, you know, there's just a few big plays that they missed to keep them in it. And the defense, I agree, I agree that Aaron Donald's injury was a much bigger reason that they weren't in that game. No Cooper Cup is huge. He's a safety blanket for Jared Goff. He's a pretty good receiver. So, you know, I like Cam Akers. He's had a really good... Uh, Rookie year, but yeah, at the end of the day, you got to put up more points. They couldn't do it. McVay's a good coach. He adjusts. Now he's going to lose his defensive coordinator, who we just learned the Chargers have hired Brandon Staley as their head coach, which is an interesting move. You have a generational quarterback and you're hiring a defensive minded coach. I don't know. Just, just logically, I would think. Great young quarterback, I mean, go with the offensive guy. But who he, knows? He looks pretty good this year. Anthony Lynn isn't actually isn't known to be an offensive genius. Yeah, like Bill Belichick's not known as an offensive genius. You know what sure. I mean? I mean, obviously, Bill Belichick has uh, a, a next level football mind, but he was a defensive coordinator, so yeah. he's responsible for your goat. So, like, I think it can work, and also. I mean, I just don't – it seems like that came out of nowhere. I agree. A very just, hey, we're going to drop this the minute the NFC Championship – or the minute NFC Divisional Round ends. Uh, by the way, I, I'm on YouTube. A lot of people on YouTube. Shout out to everybody on YouTube. We got a $10 donation real quick from – A little Benang donation. Benangi. Uh, he's asking where the Miller Lite and vape pens are. Also, he's asking, dude, she is a hit. Any more Keiko stories? Dude, I have so many Keiko stories. We're going to need a Keiko, a Keiko story segment. We're going to have to have a Keiko podcast for all the Keiko stories. But I, I, I mean, if we're going to do that, you want me to do this? Should we save this for later in the show? Do you want me to squeeze one in now? Like, how do you want me to do it? You got a quick Keiko story? Well, the, the quickest Keiko story, which is one of my favorites, I, I hinted at it when we were talking about it, but to give you guys like the exactly what happened, the original, original, original hiring was moving stuff. I moved her. No. So here's what I, this it's, it's like, it's, it's the Charlie I'm already laughing. It's the Charlie from uh, it's always sunny fucking, you know, crime scene uh, one, but like, so I was moving her son 
and her mom out of the building in Venice. She lived in the house that we worked at in Beverly Hills. But here's what happened. Her mom got moved to an apartment in Brentwood. Her son got moved from Venice to her apartment in Beverly Hills. Now, this is where it gets crazy. So when I move him to her place in Beverly Hills, she needs her stuff moved down to uh, like Laguna or something like that. Orange County. Yeah, Orange County. South so for people who don't know the area. So first what I got to do is take stuff out of her house there and put some of it in her garage there and then take other stuff out of her garage. And take it. But anyway, this is the best part. She had like a old, like so many of her, so much of her stuff is like 200 year old Japanese antiques. Like yeah. I'm not even joking. She's like, this is from the Ming dynasty and like blah, blah, blah. And this is, yeah. this has been like this bed. I took a bed that looked like it was carved by the golden child apart and put it into like 50 million pieces. It was like the heaviest wood bed. And this was one of the main things that I moved. Oh, she also had to move stuff from her house in Beverly Hills that she kept in storage in her garage to a storage unit in Orange mm-hmm. County so that his stuff could move from the garage. I was like, why don't you just, why, why don't you guys just get one giant storage unit and put it all in that p- central location? You can come and go as you need. Why am I moving it from one garage to a different garage? But here's the best part. So I move her into her fiance's apartment house, her fiance's house. So I move her out of her Beverly Hills house into her fiance's house in Laguna when I move her when I move her son into her house. When she goes there, I have to take her like or oriental like thousand year old bed that looks like it's got, you know, secrets uh, carved into it and take it apart and put it back together and I have to bring it up to some loft space in this house because they're not married yet. So they have to sleep in separate rooms. Amazing. And I was like, I was like, Keiko, are you kidding me? She's like, everything that you're bringing in has to go up the stairs, like into a loft, the weirdest little stairway up to the weirdest little loft because she was moving in, but they can't be together. So I have to set up her own weird little room until they're married. She's 60, dude. Like the idea oh, that she's she, like, she was older than 60. Yeah. Man. But we're acting like, She's not a 19-year-old that's, like, not allowed to sleep next to her fiancé. Yeah. Like, dude, you're 60 years old. What are you, crazy? Yeah. I'm putting this in his bedroom and that's it. By the way, does that guy exist? Because I never once I met him. I met heard him. about a husband mm-hmm. the time I worked for her. Maybe it didn't happen. Maybe she hired somebody else to take that bed and all of her stuff out of Laguna and move it around again. But, like... Is it true that they are going to not do stimulus checks and they're going to call them Keiko checks? Because she has so much money. Dude, if she loves to if, throw at people. Let me, I just want you, to, you guys to know, because there's a lot of this talk in, in media and politics right now. If Keiko was in charge, y'all would have gotten a $10,000 stimulus and minimum wage would be $55 an hour. <laughs> You, you know what the best part, but, you know my- but, and, and the other, the other one, and you saw this all the time is when you would do it, she would give you, you'd be there for like 10 hours. And then she'd be like, we would take like 10 minute lunches. We would house like, you know, in burgers. and out yeah, yeah. house in and out. And then she'd be like, I'm not paying you for that hour. And you, and you want to be like, yo, I only 
stop so, working for 10 for minutes, 15 and minutes. Yeah. burger. But then you remember she's tacking on some weird, crazy tip at the end. And then she's like, she's like, also, I got to pay you for your hour that you drove here and an hour you drove home. And you're like, what kind of weird thing is this where you're tipping, paying me for hours that I didn't work, but then like counting my 10 minute lunch break as an hour in the middle of the day. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, you're right. If she was handling the money, uh, dude, everybody. And then at one point I remember, I think you and I were working when she like complained about how much money she was spending after she had like sold the building in Venice for like $80 million or something like that. And you're like, yeah, you probably did spend $80 million paying us to paint your house. She's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Today's Keiko story brought to you by Kia. (laughs) Brought to you by Mill. And that was the other thing that she would do. If you told her you liked something, she would freak out over it. Like Brian is like a big coffee drinker. And like one day, she got us like 7-Eleven coffee. And he like, he's, he's not a coffee snob, but he'll like prefer, you know, he, he likes to get groundwork. He likes to get whatever. But like, he'd settle for McDonald's. But like, he'd almost rather not drink like 7-Eleven coffee. And he asked her one time, he was like, yeah, can you not go to 7-Eleven? Can you just go to like McDonald's and get coffee? Like 7-Eleven's trash coffee. She comes back that she, day. She bought she him a spent- Starbucks. No almost as bad she had spent like 250 dollars on like a grinder and like beans and shut up a pour over coffee thing and a pour over teapot and i was like you know what you could have just like 250 dollars. you could have ordered coffee from the best coffee shop in the neighborhood on uber eats for the next 50 days i didn't know that story yeah and then he was like, well, what am I going to do? And she's like, I got it. I'm going to go. And then she was in the kitchen, re- like watching YouTube videos on how to make great coffee. Do you remember? I she forgot. Had like a, she had like a drug scale so she could weigh the perfect amount of coffee beans. I was like, geez, Kiko. You remember, and then we'll get back to the games. Remember, I was supposed to do the Hermosa Beach mini triathlon. Remember how that played out? Yeah. You were like, I can't work this day. Like, I got to do a triathlon. She was like. What did, it, what, what did it cost you? I'll, I'll triple it. <laughs> so I was supposed to do a mini triathlon on a Saturday morning in Hermosa Beach. And I told her I didn't want to work yet the day before or obviously that day. So Keiko goes, what did it cost to register? It was like 125 bucks to register. She paid for my registration fee and paid me like triple to work for her on Friday. She goes, you're not doing that triathlon. I need you healthy. And I'm like, what are you talking about, lady? I'm not, yeah. I'm not playing in a football game. And yeah, just like triple my rate to like lay mulch or something basic. Yeah. And she, it, it's amazing how much she would spend. And then she gets so like, if you showed up without your work gloves, she'd be like, oh God, now I've got to go get another set of work gloves. Like, sorry, you got to spend $3 on work gloves. Also, while you're out, can you get me $250 in coffee products? <laughs> All right, let's get back to these games. The Browns, hey man, the Browns, the Browns showed up, but they couldn't beat Chad Henney at the end of the day. They like they still Brownsed. Yeah, I mean, and you got to give Browns the credit. They were in that game, they covered, um, but up until Mahomes went down, it wasn't looking good. Like it was looking like the you know the the Chiefs had scored a couple times, gotten a couple stops. It looked like they were about to put their foot foot on the gas pedal, and then. Mahomes goes down and they still don't win the game. So it's like 
let's, you know, they covered and let's, let's give them props for, you know, being on the verge of making an AFC championship game, but it took Mahomes going down and then it still didn't happen. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think this is being talked about enough and I want to be the person to do it. First of all, let, let, let me, let me preface with saying like the, the fourth and one call at the end of the game was awesome by Andy Reid. Oh yeah. So let, let me give him all the props on that and we can come back to it. So that was the good Andy Reid. How about the bad Andy Reid? Stop running the option with a guy you're paying a half a billion dollars to be your quarterback. How many times are you guys going to run the fucking option with Patrick Mahomes? And guess what? If it costs you the Super Bowl because he can't play next week, you fucking deserve it. Oh, Stop running playing. the option with Patrick Mahomes. You know he's Stop playing. Stop running the option with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he got a touchdown on it. Guess what? They got a touchdown on like second down from the two. If he doesn't have 55 other plays in his playbook besides the speed option with Patrick Mahomes, fuck you. They shouldn't have run it in the Super Bowl. They shouldn't have run it the seven times they ran it this year. They shouldn't run it. Don't get Patrick Mahomes hit. He's your everything. Until Andy Reid had Patrick Mahomes, what was he? He was the guy who doesn't know how to use fucking timeouts that chokes in championship games. Stop running the option with Patrick Mahomes. Stop it. I'm begging you. Andy Reid, fucking stop. I uh, I agree. I also want to go back to the fourth down play. I think it was a great play call. I liked it. I liked the aggressive nature. I liked Henny, you know, giving all I could to get almost the first down. You know, he was obviously a half yard short. Um, the Chiefs defense played when they had to. That Patrick Mahomes injury, very scary. I, I don't think I've seen a guy – you see guys woozy, but I think normally they stay on the ground. Just the visual of seeing him trying to stand and trying to walk, uh, you don't ever want to see it, especially with the face of the NFL at this point. I hated to see that. It really was shitty to see. Um, and I put that on Andy Reid. Stop doing this. You know, it's funny. Like, concussions, I don't know how it works, but you know he's playing next week. You, take you know that- he's playing. I mean, I did the joke. Everybody did, like, the guy, you know. And we've all seen the meme of the guy, the security guard that barely checks the guy. Like that's what the con- the NFL is going to send in fucking Vinny, Doctor Vinny Boombats to check on him. He's gonna be like, yeah, he's good to go. <laughs> Give this guy his respect. Like he's going to be playing because the NFL gives zero fucks. But like, st- like again, I say stop this. Stop running the option. And it wasn't a dirty play. And a lot of people came at me because I made the tweet about it. But I also made the tweet about it because it very much wasn't. Like, it didn't seem like, I don't know if his arm got him. First, people were saying his head hit the ground. He obviously took a shot in the head. That's why he was concussed. So let's just leave that out. Like, he obviously took a shot to the head. Where and when, what part of it happened that, that caused it, I, don't, I still don't really even know. But I put a tweet out sort of mocking how upset everybody got about the missed helmet-to-helmet at the goal line, which... You have two guys diving for a pylon like that's never been called. It's never going to be called. The idea that people wanted it to be called is kind of stupid. Like it's just not, it's just not going to be called. And it's, and we don't want it reviewable. We don't want this targeting thing that college does where like three guys would have been ejected from every game today. Like it was stupid. Yeah. That's a tough play, man. You look at that game. That Higgins fumble out of bounds, that is a game changer as far as not only the scoreboard, but momentum. That was 
a real – I was surprised Cleveland even hung in after that. I thought, okay, yeah. this game's yeah. over. But they hung in. I think in. a lot of people said game over at that point. Yeah, that was a tough one. Hey, Baker played good today. He didn't Baker have crazy numbers, but I thought yeah. he played really well. He kept coming up when they needed him. He kept converting third downs when they needed him. He kept him in the game. It was a one-score game till the end. Um, you know, they they punt the ball at the end. A lot of people, a lot of coaches have been hammered for their punts. I think punting when Chad Henney's on the other sideline is a great call. Um, it didn't work out, but hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, I think putting Henny in that position is the position you want. I mean, who's who thinks that he's going to – I mean, you had multiple chances to stop him, including – Third him, and 15. Right, stop him anywhere short of that 15 yards on the run and then stop him on that fourth down, which, again, props to Andy Reid. But, um, yeah, that play in the end zone, I found out during it, and maybe it's because it's never affected – any of my teams or not in any way that I recall, but like I have no problem with the fumble through the end zone touchback thing. Like everybody, Rich Eisen's calling it the worst rule in football. Everybody's calling it the worst rule in football. Like, I don't, I don't know what people want. Like what, what do you want to have happen in that situation? You can't just have the ball at the one yard line. Why are people so mad about it? I, I don't, I, that that's a I don't know. Everybody's calling it the worst rule in football. Like, oh, they got all the way down there to the one, and now it's the other team's ball. And it's like, I understand if you're saying, but if you, but but but, but let's 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 take away the end zone. But we can't take away the end zone because everything but, in the NFL changes in the end zone, right? I, I know, but I'm just saying on the regular field of play, if you fumble at the forty yard line, the ball goes back to where you fumbled it. You can't advance a ball with a fumble. But there's also but, the possibility of the other team getting that ball. Correct. And that's the thing is like everybody's saying, why does it make a difference? Well, why does anything make a difference around the end zone? If you're running with a ball at the 40-yard line and you reach that ball out, you have, the, you have a first down because that's where your forward progress stops. Now, you still have to get to the ground before you fumble it. They don't just say cross the first down plateau or whatever, and it's officially a first down no matter what happens. Yeah. Like the end zone has all kinds of fucking weird rules. If a punt lands at the 40, you can go to the 35 and wait there to stop it just in case it rolls. You go, you step foot in the end zone and then come back and touch a ball. It's a touchback. We have a million fucking rules with the NFL end zone that are haywire. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people today suggest like, what if you fumble it? You, your team goes back to the 20 yard line. Well, how does that play out? Is it first down there or is it now, is it now third and goal from the 20? Like at the end of the game, instead of Todd Gurley having to take a knee, can he just throw the ball through the end zone? And then they get a couple, they get four more downs from the 20. We run the clock out that way. I think the, the moral of all this is, and I get why you're trying to get in the end zone is. Bill Belichick's rule. Don't reach over the end zone. Because. If you have the ball, like in that situation, first and goal from, come on. You've been 99 First and goal from the half-inch line. Yeah, you have a 99% chance you're going to get that in. Bill Belichick apparently has a rule saying you'll be benched if you do this. Unless it's fourth down or a two-point conversion. It doesn't surprise me. And, he, you know, because I, I think that's how you play it. You just have to play it that way. Yeah. 
but everybody's freaking out. It's like, I just like, I'm totally for penalizing guys for being reckless at the one inch line. I think everybody's freaking out because it's a playoffs and it's on primetime TV and we're all watching it. Yeah. Not, right. But not, I'm just saying like, I mean, we, we, I can, I can list 10 worse rules in the NFL. Yeah. How about, the, how about the call on the field, you know, takes precedent. Fuck that. That's stupid. Sure. That's, that's the number one dumbest thing ever. Why have replay if we're going to defer to some random in full-time call? Yeah. Pass interference isn't reviewable, then it is, then it isn't again. It's fucking stupid. No, I agree. I I totally agree. Still no one knows what a fucking catch is. And this is what you guys convert the worst rule in sports is the if you if you're a dipshit and you fumble the ball through the end zone, you should get the ball right back. I'm like I, I was like I was like appalled at how many people were like, Well, this is it. This is the worst thing that ever happens in sports. Jeez. I, I basically have just been watching games for the most part. I haven't really been looking what other people say because of just bad opinions and takes and you know, trying to have my own opinion on those things. I thought these were all fun games to watch for the most part. I don't know. I don't know. We got a call where somebody was really bored on them, and I'm just like, what? I, mean, well, I think I think the um, – so the first game yesterday was Packers-Rams. I think that was a pretty great game to watch. Like, I didn't really – have have a whole lot of problem with that. I think probably the worst of all games is the one that we haven't talked about yet, which was the Bills Ravens game. I thought that game was pretty boring. Well, it was three three at halftime. Yeah, and then I thought I thought the the Saints Bucks game. You know, it it ended up having some energy toward the end, but like all in all, it was like pretty poorly played. I thought uh, both quarterbacks. I didn't think I think both offenses were lackluster and. Both defenses were fine, and uh, but the Bills Ravens game. I just I'll tell you what I switched everything. I told you I I'm in this bracket, and I I took the Bills to win that game going in. Like to, it seemed obvious to me that that would be a Bills win. Then I watched the games last week, and the Bills defense in back to back weeks is two different defense. I mean they get shredded by the Colts. And then the Ravens can't score, you know, a touchdown on them. And Lamar Jackson throws his first red zone pick of his career. Um, so props to the Bills for for getting that right. And then you got to say, you know, we have another quarterback concussion situation. But, like, Lamar Jackson definitely, uh, I would say, did not show up. Well, obviously that. 100 yard interception return is the game there. That's they, entirely the game. Now, if they score, it's a tie game. Um, I think. I think. I think the Ravens need to do some serious soul searching. Well, just heading into next year, it's like I, I think they need more receivers for sure. The fact that Dez is even getting snaps and he hasn't played football in years, I think says a lot about their wide receiver, you know, the standing of that team with wide receiver position, but dude, they just can't throw the ball downfield. I mean, they just can't. How many times are you going to dump it off to one of your eight tight ends? You know what I'm saying though? I'm, I'm look, I'm just, I'm just saying like at some point you saw that today also in the saints game, 
at some point you got to put the ball downfield. Breeze well, can do it. And, and I think the other thing is, and dude, I took a huge L on that game because they had it rolling. But if you forget throwing the ball downfield, but if you, it, it, it's almost like if their run game and specifically Lamar is contained, it takes away both aspects of it. It's like you can't pass unless you're running. And if we contain you from running, basically that's all we have to do. We just have to stop you guys from running the ball. Because if we stop you guys from running the ball, you can't pass it. And that's a bad spot to be in on an offense where you can't go from one to the other. Be like, they're shutting us down here, so we're going to do this. You know, And that's that's what happened to them against Tennessee last year. Yeah. And – they're the, the way they were running the ball up to that point and props to the bills for, for coming in and containing him and containing that running game. But like, you gotta have a backup plan. You gotta have a plan that's other than every single thing is going to be set up for the run because that's just not the way it works. Like going into, you know, going deep into the playoffs. So co- the best teams are the, the teams that make it the furthest are going to be the most talented and the, the best coached. So you're going to face people who come up with a way to stop you and come up with a, put you off your spots. And the, the, the Ravens offense was cruising, especially running the ball going to that. And they, they just contained it. They were like bend, but don't break on the running game. And the whole offense fell apart. Yeah. And props to the Bills and props to the Bills Mafia. Congrats to you guys. Josh Allen played pretty well. Um, you Stephon know. Diggs, man, he's a beast. Yeah. What what a crazy trade that's worked out for both teams. One of the, I, you could argue, I know it's year one, but one of like the fairest where each team got theirs off that trade. Who? What did the Minnesota get from that trade? That first round pick with Justin they Jefferson. Got, they get Jefferson. Yeah. Okay. That was their pick. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it really worked out. Yeah. And I mean, Diggs, he just, he's an animal after he catches the ball. Shout, shout out to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. You saw that clip from last week where the fucking Vikings war room was literally like doubled over in laughter after the Eagles passed on Jefferson. And they're like, well, that's our pick. We're taking him. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. It's pretty great because they went with like Rieger or whatever. They're like, we're either going wide receiver or they're going whatever. And they were kind of counting out Jefferson being gone. And then the Eagles duff their pick and uh, everybody started cracking up and they're like, all right, all right, stop laughing. We got to get this pick in. Yeah, man, it's really worked out. I love the bills. And if their defense can keep playing the way they're playing now, Mahomes. So there's, the thing with the, the AFC championship game is Mahomes, like either Mahomes plays and it's like, what is it? Like, we're not going to have lingering concussion things. Like he's either going to play or he's not going to play. Right. So if he plays, do you give the bills a chance? Yes. In Arrowhead? Yes. I'll be rooting for the bills. Josh Allen's my new guy. <laughs> Bills, baby. Add them to the team. Add them to, or add them to the mix. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Like, I like it's fun. Like, I'm all about it, and like, good for the Bills. And again, twenty 
I mean, the last time they won a playoff game or the last time they were in a, in a uh, AFC championship game was like the Jim Kelly, like Super Bowl run days. Yeah. It was like 27 years or something. So good, good for those guys. But uh, I don't know. Am I crazy? I'm rooting for like the best quarterback. I'm rooting for Rogers Mahomes. I'm rooting for like a Super Bowl two, like the 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 two, in my opinion, most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen matchup. No, you can root for that all you want. I just I'm an underdog guy, so I'm rooting for the two teams that are the underdogs. You know, I root for the little guy, Joe. I'm a Midwesterner. Born and raised, quality of life. I'm back. Rooting for the little guys, like give me Tom Brady's 26th NFC Championship <laughs> game appearance. I'm here. I'm, I'm the underdog. Oh yeah, I'm the only. I'm the only one in my family rooting for Brady today. Maybe my little brother, but yeah, it's it's. Trust me, every, everybody's rooting against him. I did see a crazy Brady which, stat. Which Cincinnati chili restaurant is Tom Brady? <laughs> it's a good question. Great question, Joe. I don't know. So many to choose from, you know? So Brady now has 32 playoff wins. Guess who's next? Joe Second. Montana. And guess how many he has? 16. You saw this. I did. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy stat right there. I can, he- I can feel the Matty Goldberg energy, by the way. I can just feel it. Him just chomping. Do you know how happy he will be if you do? You do you realize? Let's just break this down for a minute. Take the Brady thing out of it. Do you realize what a hundred dollars to Maddie Goldberg? Like, yeah, I'll be getting into poker tournaments for the next twenty years on this. I mean, you and I know what this guy wagers. I've been to Vegas with him multiple times. Here's the thing. Matty Goldberg is so many Pats fans right now. They abandoned their own squad. It's all about Brady. It's all about. I was arguing with a Pats fan today. It's like, oh, uh, Brady, 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 Bucks, 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 Bucks. I look at the thing. It's just follows the Pats, follows Edelman, follows, you know, this, follows that. It's like they all, this is like their only thing. This is all they have. It's like Tom Brady. Tom Brady's legacy. It's all they have left. Yeah, but hold on. You have done that with LeBron. You have followed and rooted forever who he's playing for. Yeah, but, he, it's but the same first, thing. But first of all, for one, I am I, I didn't even root for LeBron when he was in Miami because the Miami was a Knicks fucking rival. And I was like, fuck the Heat. I hate the Heat. Also, he didn't leave my team. I'm not like, yeah, fuck. I mean, I'm, I'm not burning, you know, my players' jerseys when they're leaving. But, like, I'm talking about Pat. I'm not a Lakers fan. I root for LeBron. I, but, like, if it's, it's kind of, Nick- yeah, but hold on. It's, it sounds like me with the Russ complex. No, but where- if it's, look, dude, we know about you and Russ. Last week, you were rooting for Russ. If it's Knicks, Lakers, LeBron in the finals, it's kind of a win-win. But I also hope that fucking Damon Wayans and the guy from Home Alone kidnap LeBron and fucking keep him in a basement. Like, I'm rooting for the fucking Knicks. Was that David Stern? Daniel Stern? Daniel Stern? David Stern was the commissioner. Yeah. The guy from Home Alone, right? Yeah. It's tough to give up your Brady fandom. I, I like, I get it. I, I'm not. I'm just saying. I get. I get what Pat, what Pat's fans are going through in a way. Like, it's got to be tough. 
he's all in though. He's for sure. He's like a lot of them. Of course, they're going to root for him. And Gronk's there. Antonio the, Brown's the, hurt. The, the, the goat tight end, their goat tight end as well. Did Gronk have a catch today? He had to have one. He had a huge one on third down. That, yeah. that was it. Yeah. Look, I'm excited for next week. I think they should be close games. Let's not forget real quick, though, Joe, the worst game the Packers, and I know it was early, the worst game the Packers played this season was against the Bucks. Dude, first of all, any given Sunday, any team, the, the Bills could win the Super Bowl. It could happen. Yeah. The Bucs could win the Super Bowl. I don't think either of those teams are winning the Super Bowl, but I'm just basing this, and look, I got burnt once this week, and I got – it right once this week. And then the other two favorites came through, you know what I mean? But like, I'm trying to judge it on by what I'm seeing in the games. I got burnt. The, the Ravens looked like their offense was a well-oiled machine to me. Simultaneously, the Colts, you know, played really well against that, the, that bills team and had no problem scoring points. So that game burned me today. That being said, I watched the Bucks and I watched the Saints play last week, and I'm like, I don't like either of these teams, but I like the I like the Saints less, and I didn't have any faith in the Saints team, and I didn't have any faith in Drew Brees on broken ribs. That being said, what I'm seeing, the Packers look a lot better than the than the Bucks do. How does Michael Thomas not have a single catch today? How does that happen? That's my question. I just don't think that there was. How does that happen? I mean, good on the the Bucks defense for sure, but like I just think that offense had no life with the dink and the dunk. I don't even think he could drive the ball on the short passes. Yeah, sucks though. What a shitty way to go out. No, for sure. It just the whole is like it just it's just a bad ending if this is the ending of his career. I'm not saying he's gotta go off triumphantly in a Super Bowl. That's not gonna happen for most guys, but geez, it's just a crappy way to end. Yeah. Can't even throw the can't even get a single and, pass and, to Michael Thomas. And props to Brady too. You know, you can give credit where credit's too. He's gonna outlast Breeze. Big Ben's crying on the sideline. Is Phillip Rivers done? Like we're talking about these these whole classes of quarterbacks that are potentially going to leave before he does. So, you know, props. There, like I I do give Tom Brady credit for certain things. I mean, you know, drinking the blood of children or whatever he does, and like the Botox and all this stuff. Like the dude to still be doing it at this age is very very impressive. No doubt about that. That being said, I think they get steamrolled by the Packers. Steamrolled. I mean, I think that I don't think they cover. I think it's a touchdown game. That's not a steamroll. I don't think it's gonna be a great game. I think okay. the Packers win that game. Okay. I don't know what I think yet. We'll have we'll have a little we'll see if we get a little backdoor Brady. I don't know if it's gonna be a backdoor cover. I mean, we'll see if Brady can backdoor his way into like a less than a touchdown loss. I'm still trying to emotionally bounce back from that tough eighteen to sixteen loss that our third grade boys took yesterday. 
they have not shut down this league for COVID. Like, what is going on in this league? You guys yeah. are playing. You guys are playing more often than the NBA. No, they did. They shut us down for three weeks. And now you're back. What's your record? Two and two. Okay. Three of our kids cried yesterday. Oh no! Why? Ah, it's just a tough loss. We were, you know, they scored with three seconds left. Ooh. We can't. It's tough for third graders. So the, so the third graders. So the clock doesn't start until it crosses half court. So. We're like guys. Weirdest fucking rule I've ever heard. Yeah, whatever. Every on every every all the time. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's third grade, right? So I'd be like, "Yo, can we get out of here? Can we just keep this a running clock?" We had a play drawn up. Literally, they did not a single kid got out there. They didn't listen to the play at all, and it was just, I was like, chaos. What are you gonna do? Yeah. And the, and the I'm, not, I'm, I'm also not surprised at that. I don't know how detailed a play you guys are drawing up for third graders. Most of the NBA guys aren't running the plays. Yeah. Psycho coach in the other team, too. Lunatic. Yelling? The, the, yeah, there was some back and forth. Uh, he just He's that guy who just like, dude, they're eight and nine-year-old. My brother Brad exchanged words with him during the game. <laughs> Love it. I mean, hey, like, like dude, like, just relax. Third grade, but yeah, tough loss. But hey, no need to cry, kids. Like, it's just sports. Although Aaron Donald cried yesterday, that shocked me. Yeah, how many? I mean, we had we had Aaron Donald cry. We had Roethlisberger crying. We had the breeze. The breeze actually break a tear. I didn't see any crying from Drew Brees. See him. He already knew. I heard he cried when Trump lost, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. zing! I, I was gonna say. I mean, we had that picture of him too. I was like, man, can you imagine if he announces on Wednesday? And just like, man, Red Hat's just having a hell of a day. <laughs> just a terrible day. Have they, th- have they thought about storming the corporate offices of the NFL and just demanding that Drew Brees go to the next round? Meanwhile, like, they're like, well, we kind of like Tom Brady, too. Do you, li- do you like my, my uh, Dan Marino comparison with him, though? Like, I mean, it, I'm just saying amazing regular season numbers. Like, he's like- got a Super Bowl, though. Like we're, I think we're at a time in sports where like the ring counting thing has become, I mean, I think it's out of control and I think way too many people are being judged on how many they won compared to like, blah, blah, blah. Like it's just everything to people. So you think people put too much into championships when it comes to quarterback legacies? I I just think across all sports now, the the conversation of ring counting has, has gotten out of control. And I just think that, you know, I don't know if you really remember it, but I, at least for sure when I was a kid, I mean, you look up until like the Elway and the whatever, like getting to and winning a Super Bowl was like, that's it. You've accomplished it. You've reached the mountaintop. And sure, there wasn't that many guys who had, you know, done the Montana thing or whatever. But like the idea that now, We've had, you know, Montana win four and we've had Brady win however six or whatever it is now. Like the idea that now we've raised the bar to like, if you don't win more than one, it's a disappointment. I just think it's really hard to win Super Bowls. And if you win a Super Bowl for your team, like if, if this is all that Drew Brees accomplished in his time with the Saints is putting up a whole bunch of numbers and winning a Super Bowl, that's a win. That's like why you get a guy. You get a guy yeah. to win a Super Bowl. He won you a Super Bowl. 
what you would have liked to win more after that, you know? Um, but he won you a Super Bowl. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Because growing up, you know, Elway failed in his first three. He didn't win until later in his career. And Marino never won one. And we've, we've for sure, we've had a lot of conversations on this show about like where all the quarterbacks stack up and, and, you know, even the guys that are playing now, like, you know, you're, you're the Russell Wilson, like he gets one early and now like he still got one like that to me is like, you're already in a certain class. You, you win a Super Bowl for a team. That's something that is like, it puts you into an elite class of quarterbacks, like forever. Now where that makes you rank up against the guys that are playing today, that's kind of a different story. But the point is, is Drew Brees has insane career stats and he has a Super Bowl. That makes him one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Now where does it, where does it put him all time? That's a different question. It is so hard. People don't realize that it's so hard. Think about it. Think about this. I mean, we're, we're going on to Super Bowl what? Super Bowl 50, what is this? 55? Sure. I don't know. So there's 45 guys ever who won the Super Bowl? 42 but, guys ever? But, yeah, I was going to say, it's crazy to think Breeze's last Super Bowl was Breeze and Rodgers. It's like 10-plus years ago. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to think. Like, now, I think I think the criticism – for Breeze comes in that these teams that he's had the last few years are probably the best all around teams he's had the whole time. Yeah. But again, to, I say like the, the, the ribs are an issue today for sure. The like he was just a different quarterback post injury this year, but the last, however many years, everybody wants to like, and we we even did it when we do our like where does Bree stack up all time because I think it's important, but I think Sean Payton gets a real big pass. Sean Payton's just like oh one of the greatest coaches ever, one of the one of the greatest coaches today. What an offensive genius! Did you score twenty three points in your playoff games in the last four seasons? This is the guru. This is the guy. He's not an Andy Reid level. I would say that he's gotten passed by a lot of people. Yeah. Like, like even when Mahomes went out, and obviously they had the lead. I, somebody was texting me, "Oh, this game's over!" Like for the Browns, I wrote, I wrote, "No, it's not." I go, "That I go, I was like, Andy Reid will win this game, and he did. He made a ballsy fourth down call, and he won the game." I don't know if you can say those things about Sean Payton anymore. Well, I think this is a good segue to calls because our first call is from our Louisiana native, A. Millie. Oh, is it is it a this evening call? No, it was before okay. the game or it was a couple of days ago. But uh, just like just like drunk and outside of church's chicken, like it's the most having a-, a meltdown after the uh, Saints loss. No, it's, but it's the most A. Millie call ever. Oh, that's that's a high bar. It's like when you hear this scenario that he's presenting us. Okay, I can't. This is the most excited I've been for a call in a long time. I love A. Millie. It's my guy. Whoa, this is A. Millie. What up? Shit, I ain't left a call in in a while, bro. So I don't know, just randomly off the top of my head. Shit, uh, 
let's see, what would you rather have? Would you rather, as a professional athlete, would you rather have nine baby mamas or nine season-ending uh, knee surgeries, like injuries and shit like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, as, as like, you know, having, like, those injuries, it's going to be hard to get signed because people are like, dude, you're like, like a fucking uncooked noodle. You just kind of like crack on every fucking step you take. Motherfucker sneezes and breaks his uh, goddamn fibula or something like that. And then, but those, man, the other side, and then those nine baby mamas, man. Oh, shit. Like, you're going to get some, some money, but they're going to get all of your money. So, uh, that sucks. Dude, it's, it's got to be bad for the people that have nine baby mamas and nine injuries and shit like that. I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. But, yeah, I just wanted to check in with you guys, man. What's up? I love y'all. Mwah. Toodles, bitches. Toodles, bitches. You know, as you started talking, I was thinking, A. Millie is like the Drew Brees of dirt balls. Like, I mean, the numbers are there. High level. Like, he's not, you know, he's not, he hasn't gotten the gold jacket yet. He's not like a sure thing, lock kind of Hall of Famer guy. But, like, when you look at the raw numbers when it comes to, like, calls, showing up the years events like years like all that stuff like he's got drew Brees numbers now he disappears from time to time (laughs) but he's got like raw numbers he's been with the show for a good five or six years that that call was a 549 yard five touchdown game you know what i mean he's a good toodles i love you guys toodles he hit us with a toodles it's a great scenario by the way i'm taking the baby mamas i I do if, let me just for somebody I who's mean, gone through it. First of all, when you're rich, like when you're a professional athlete, if you've been in any professional league for nine years, you've got money. You'll figure it out. And like, there's talk to Adrian. Be, talk to Adrian Peterson about that. Did you see the latest on him? No, you didn't see it. Oh my god, dude! I I forgot to put this in the rundown, but I might as well bring it up now. He owes like eight million dollars to some that loaned him to pay back. Like, dude, it's bad. So he's earned a hundred million dollars, Adrian Peterson. Right. It got so bad that like he owes what? Like baby mama money and like owes people money. Okay. See, to me, I I just feel like this got this got to be a thing. Like, okay, let's say you have a baby mama, your like if a judge goes, oh, she gets thirty percent of your take, right? If you have yeah. nine baby mamas, they can't all get thirty percent of your take. That's two hundred seventy percent of your take. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the, it just like there's got to be, dude. You got to hear this. This is why got to be a precedent for this. But that being said, I I think I would take a good accountant and the baby mamas. Because I had one knee surgery. I don't ever want to do I'd, I'd kill myself if I had nine. Yeah, I agree. I'd be dead. This is the Adrian Peterson thing. This is what this is my brother sent this to me. So a judge has ordered him to pay back $8.3 million that he owes. This is such a nightmare. He apparently, like, he just got, like, bad loans. He defaulted on them. I mean, this is so... Adrian Peterson will be charged $2,200 a day until he takes care of this, like an interest. That's what ridiculous. Ass. And the other thing with the baby mom, like the, uh, the other thing with paying off 
like what what is that called when you when you owe money for your kids like alimony alimony well alimony is for your divorced wife right child support okay i understand a divorce thing like you know jeff bezos's wife she was by his side she helps him come up i'm sure she packed a couple books and boxes back in the day when amazon was in a fucking garage or whatever but like putting a kid in somebody like you didn't help me be an NFL player. Like you can, like if I just provide your kid with like a killer living, like if your kid's getting like 30 grand a month and like, you know, dough, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I want to, I want to talk to like a, I don't know, tax lawyer or something about how, how all this works. Do we we did this? There's got to like, be a cap on that. I'm saying, like, you get divorced, you give somebody half. I get it, but you your baby mama doesn't get half of your earnings. No, well, remember we did this with my dad and Antonio Cromartie. Right. He didn't even know I was calling him. He was at Sam's Club, right. of course. <laughs> that was on an episode. I'm gonna find that. that. That'll actually make me feel good. I, I mean, the Adrian Peters thing is wild. That's a whole other. That's so we're a, both going with the baby mamas. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Also, that's a real. You have nine baby mamas. If you're any any sort of a known player, that's a reality show. Like, if Aaron Rodgers had nine baby mamas, he could have a he could have an entire channel on Bravo. The problem is, the court system doesn't favor these guys. I'm telling you, dude. I've seen it. As far as what they have to pay, it's kind I understand of bullshit. That, but I'm saying it's still gotta be. It's still got to be like some pool that they're all splitting, right? I don't know, man. You can't all take 10% of my money. And Tony Cromartie's got 15 kids. Like if they all take 10% of your money, that's negative 50% of your money that you have. Yeah. All right, let's get through some more calls. Oh, before we get to more calls, we put this out there to Home Depot. and look Like if if you are a lawyer of any sort, or an accountant of any sort, and you know how child support works, call us up. The same way we got the McDonald's ice cream machine and the Lowe's employees. I want to hear from you guys if you know how this works. Like, legit know how this works. What's up, you guys? This is LeGoy calling from Columbus, Ohio, former 315 Deer Fall. Just wondering, who do you think, um, when it's all said and done, accomplishes more in Jacksonville? Tom Coughlin? Or Urban Meyer, if you had to put money on it. All right, stay dirty, boys. It's an interesting question. Um, so, Tom Coughlin got to an AFC Championship game there, correct? Yeah, second year. But he's also like there still. Yeah, isn't he in? Isn't he like it? the president of football operations or something like that? Is he still working? I'm looking it up right now. Let's see what he's doing. No, he's not. According he's to gone. this, he he was executive VP of football operations. Let's see. Yeah, he was fired last December after last season. Wow. So he goes to an AFC championship game as a coach in the second year. He goes to an AFC championship game during his run as an exec. 
correct. I'm going Tom Coughlin. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. so I guess I guess the question is what Urban Meyer has to win a Super Bowl to do more, correct? Mm-hmm. And th- and that would be the tiebreaker. If he just goes to an AFC championship game and loses, he's accomplished what Coughlin did, but Coughlin's also got executive thing on the side. So so Urban Meyer's either got to go to multiple AFC championship games or he's got to win a Super Bowl. I'm going Coughlin. Yeah, and, and he got a ring. He got a ring as an assistant coach too. Not that it's the same, but well, you, do you know he was the Giants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I was I was answering this as Jacksonville. Okay, gotcha. Like, oh yeah, Urban Meyer's Urban Meyer's not accomplishing more as a coach than Tom. He's not going to an AFC Championship game and winning multiple Super Bowls. I was taking this solely on what Tom Coughlin did whilst in Jacksonville. Yeah. Right. I'm still what, going Coughlin. What what else do we got here on the? Oh, we got we got we got another dirt ball. He's trying to uh, trying to be another correspondent. We've tried this before. I'll Hockey correspondent? No, you'll hear it. Oh, what's up, fellas? It's JT from Jersey, longtime listener. Just calling in to talk about um, the weekend of sports. You know, Ravens game, pretty disappointing. You know, kind of a blowout. Lamar injured. Uh, Rams game, also a big disappointment. Not a very good game to watch. But you know what was good on Saturday? It was the UFC fight. Max Holloway showed why he is the best 145 of all time. And I think you guys need to start paying attention. You know, if you need me to be a UFC correspondent, help you out, help you all learn a thing or two, happy to do that. Um, I know a lot of dirt balls. Love UFC, and we gotta get uh, we gotta get the boys on it. Stay dirty, fellas, and condoms are for Joe Bartnick. Still, every once in a while, some like I mean, I would he, say, he always says that when he calls. He always says, it, but I would say one out of five dirt balls still go with condoms are for Joe Bartnick. Was that the original condoms are for? I think so. I mean, here's my take on this. It's kind I just of don't a, care. Yeah, I just, dude, I, I need a life. Like, guys, I, I, I just. I, I would take it, I would like, I don't want to poo-poo on the correspondent idea. Yeah, I'm not poo-pooing what? on that. I'm just saying for myself. No, no, no. I, I should say, I should say I'm totally poo-pooing on the correspondent idea. Like, we don't need a correspondent because we're not going to talk, because then it's just you calling in and us tuning out. Now, like, at the same time, I don't know. Like, there's got to be like there's dirt balls that are into this stuff, and like, is there a way you guys can meet and party and like talk about this? And then like, listen, if out of the Dirty Sports Podcast Network comes a dirt ball run UFC podcast, like we are here for you. I just don't know what I can do to help because I could not care less. I think it is pretty boring. I. Don't get into it. Like the, you know, it's just like, it's weird to me. I've watched it live. I've watched it. Like, I just don't care. It's not that interesting to me. I don't think it's boring. I just, 
I don't know anything about it. I find it pretty but either like when they're standing up and they're fighting, it's like, oh cool, you guys are boxing. I'll watch boxing. And when they go to the in the end, if they go to the ground and it's like the arm bar situation, I kind of like I don't care because like once it happens, then the whole thing's over. Don't get me wrong, there's certainly excitement in the guy on the ground and the beating the guy on the ground. But then also it's like, well, if that's really happening, it's pretty much over. Like you see it for like 10 second flurries here and there. I'd rather watch boxing than UFC, but boxing is such a disaster that I just don't watch boxing anymore. Um, listen, start dirty fights and uh, we're here. We're here for you. If you can get, if you can get some, any traction on dirty fights, we will back you. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Back you not financially, not financially, much. but so we'll, 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 we'll point people in your direction. I think there needs to be a subreddit within the Dirty Sports Reddit for UFC. Get that? That's a good place to start. Uh, maybe a Dirty Fights Twitter feed. I don't know. We're here to support you. I just don't care. Yeah, I'm just thinking like last night. I watched you know these NFL games last three and a half hours. I watched two games, and, and then I'm like, dude, I'm not. I wouldn't have watched. I just you know I need a break. I didn't even know it was on. I didn't either. I got dude. I got I got like. Dare I also say, like, check out Punch Drunk? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, I want you guys here. I love you. I love all of your opinions. I just don't care for it. Also, don't really watch hockey. We've tried to do the hockey thing so many times. I thought it was going to be a hockey correspondent. I took double the dosage of edibles last night, and oh, my God. I mean, what does double the dosage mean? Normally, I have one gummy, <laughs> and I had two last night. Of how many milligrams? It was only 10 milligrams total. But for me, you're like, and I was flying. You saw me on one gummy last time we saw each other. I mean, I think we need, we just need to put together like a super day where like you take three gummies and go on a date with Keiko. I was like so high last night and I was watching the wild, wild country. <laughs> and it was one of those things where I just go, I can't move. Like, like, I couldn't make it. I had this to guy's crazy. Yeah. He took over a whole town. He's crazy. I slept in the basement bedroom. Like I, I was like, I can't make it upstairs. It's one of those like, there's a bedroom down here. I'm not making it to the one I normally sleep in. And oh yeah, dude, I was stoned. Were you, were you alone? Yeah. And you're just and, like, I'm just going to take two tonight? And I'll be honest, I've never... I don't know if I've ever a random thing. It is. I don't know if I've really done that where I just get way, way, way baked by myself. I did squeeze in a game of Galaga at some point. Is this where the quality of life in Ohio is at now? You're just overdosing yourself on weed edibles and not leaving your basement for days at a time. Well, it's been snowing off and on and it's cold. No, I, I, I basically got a real, uh, Jack from Twitter look going on. Oh, this is, this is getting shaved. I, I, I don't know. I haven't shaved in a month. Um, Jack, Jack from Twitter is like down to here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just decided to do it. I was like, you know, I feel like getting ripped tonight. Class, classic me. I ran seven miles in the treadmill and then I did two edibles like an hour later and then ate everything in sight too. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's part of the core part, you know, part for the course, part of the part for the course. You know what I mean? All right, let's get, let's get in one more call. Let's get in two more calls. Do we have two? Do we have two? Maybe. Hey, Joe and Andy, this is Shane Collins from Brooklyn. Wanted to ask you guys who 
who would win in an all-out brawl with no rules among the strongest potential uh, current fighters from each sport? Let's say, for example, LeBron versus Aaron Donald, uh, Zidane Ochara, Amir Garrett, Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, I think that'd be a pretty fun fight to watch. Um, or you could do instead, like, the weakest in each sport with, like, Rodrigo Blankenship, Nate Robinson, uh, any soccer player ever. Um, yeah, tell me what you guys think. Thanks. Stay dirty. Across definitely the not taking, definitely taking, not taking Bryson DeChambeau in a fight. I mean, he's he's a big golfer. He's a he's a very small football player. I'll take literally every guy on the in the NFL over the biggest golfer of all time. Um, I mean, I feel like we've done this before, but like, I swear we have. I mean, he he brought up Aaron Donald. Like Aaron Donald's got to be pretty up there on like the thing. But the other thing is, Aaron Donald's got like a sweet face and like was crying yesterday like i just don't know if he's like crazy enough i mean i'm going with like i'm going with a football player right like in this now now we're getting now this is like basically a ufc conversation but when you know the reason there's weight classes in in fighting events is because like you don't really have a fucking chance like roy jones jr like Aaron Donald will beat the shit out of Floyd Mayweather tomorrow. Like he'll beat the shit out of him. Um, so I'm going with like the biggest, strongest slash craziest guy. Who is that? I don't know. I feel like there's a guy in the NFL. Like we like whoever gets the most fucking penalties, but is also like in the top five percentile of crazy of, of size. I mean, that's that's a tough call. But my point is I'm taking like some NFL linebacker or some NFL defensive tackle over every guy in the NBA. I mean, I know LeBron's pretty big, but like you need like a Latimer from the program. Yeah. Type of guy. Who's the current like Latimer? I mean, what was what was the dude from your Bengals? Like a couple of years ago, you know, Montez perfect. Yeah. Like he's crazy and good and big as fuck. Yeah. But like, is it down? Like, I think, you know, Adama can sue dude. He's still crazy. Yeah. There you go. There's a guy who's fucking crazy. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about him, like stepping on people's necks and stuff. Yeah. He's a defensive tackle. He's going against Rogers again next week. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, come on. Aaron Rodgers' revenge game. I bet you there's a guy in the NFL, though, who's like under the radar, fucking crazy and big, though. But I'm going with that. Like, there's not a baseball player or a basketball player. Like, LeBron's the biggest fucking, you know, beefiest specimen in the NBA. I'm not taking LeBron in a fight over like Aaron Donald. No. Do you want one more call? Yeah, let's do it. It's a baseball call. It's too really? early for me. I mean, yeah, handle it because I'm just like, I'm not there yet. I'm sorry, but I'll play it. Hey, Joe and Andy. It's Mark from Virginia. Uh, just calling in to wish you guys a happy new year. And also, Joe, congratulations on the Mets acquiring Francisco Lindor. 
Thank you. Uh, rip my nationals. I am not a hologram, I promise. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I can see that we are now the 2002 uh, Angels, um, where they won that championship, and then they rode it for a decade, basically. Oh, I'm so pissed at the learners right now. But this goes to prove that the um, old adage in baseball, you have to spend money, and that is what I'm absolutely furious about with the Nationals. I just had to comment on that. Um, question for you guys, um, since we are talking about um, baseball, and baseball is about to start to get going here in a matter of uh, weeks. Yeah, a matter of weeks. Um, well, what do you think of the um, preseason favorites? If you have looked up any at all, if you um, have not, any early indicators? Um, I'd love to know what you guys are thinking. Um, commenting also on the Duncan talk. We do not have them here, at least in my part of Virginia. It's very rare that you see them. Um, but I've definitely heard great things, and uh, I'll definitely check it out. Thanks, guys. Stay dirty. No Duncans in Virginia. That's wild. Maybe just his area. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm sure they're there somewhere, but I, I would think that that's close enough to their their birthplace for them to be fairly common. Did you always have Dunkin' Donuts in Ohio? Yeah, you always did, right? Always. Like, it's time to make the donuts. Yeah, well, it was, it, and it was always. I mean, I'll just be honest. At least by me, it was always Dunkin'. It was always. It was usually owned by uh, Indian families. That was kind of the thing. Like they'd buy franchises and. I know at least still in my area, it's the same way. Yeah. Um, as far as baseball goes, I mean, I think that the Dodgers are going to be there again. Um, I think that the Padres in that division are going to be their challenger. I think that it was, it was shown last year that they were on the come up and that, and that now they're going to be, I think it's going to be, they're going to start closing the gap. I'm, the central in kind of both uh, on both sides is given up a little bit, but I do like the white Sox a lot. I think the white Sox are contender. My early, 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 way too early uh, world series pick is Mets versus white Sox. I think the Mets are obviously a contender. I don't think that they're done uh, with this off season, but they look like they're they look like they're circling around done, but I don't think they are done. And I already think that they're a contender. I think the Braves are going to be good again because they're young. I think, like uh, the caller said, the Nationals have kind of fall out, fallen off. I think the Phillies are, um, you know, kind of kneecapped themselves with the Harper deal, as shown by them not signing Real Muto already. Um, I think the Marlins are no good um, in the long season. Um, I think, you know, we looked at last year, you had – you know, the Rays in there to the end. Like, I think that's the kind of thing that that was a, and I'm, I'm happy to say this because the Dodgers won it, but like that was a bubble, if you will, kind of run. I mean, I think that they'll be okay again, but I don't think that they're a World Series contender in a full-length season. I think the Yankees, they just signed Kluber, um, will be in the mix uh, for sure in the AL. And uh, who am I forgetting? And those are my those are my early off the top of my head contender teams. Does, does Cleveland they're not gonna have a name this year? Oh, as far as a mascot goes? Yeah. I don't think that they're gonna have a name this year. I don't know. The Cleveland Baseball Club. 
I think they should be called the Cleveland uh, River Fires because didn't the river catch on fire out there? Yeah. I'm looking. You know, Toronto's making some moves. I don't know if they're making enough moves. Twins fans are probably mad at me for mentioning the White Sox and not them, but I kind of like the Twins more. All right, I kind of like the White Sox more. Yeah. Contender. Like, if you if you were like, you can list – Contend. I'm going to go L.A., San Diego, Mets, Atlanta, White Sox, Yankees on my early contenders list. And Dodgers. Yeah, I said that. I said Dodgers already. Man. Can't believe that shit's right around the corner, too. It's It'll be crazy. interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. Are we going to get baseball fans? They're not ruling it out. In the stands, will there be spring training events? Are we going to Arizona? They're saying it's all on time. A dry heat? I mean, this whole thing. Here we are. The fucking shit never ends. All right, guys. Hotline is 310-359-8365. Give us a ring. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports. Drop an iTunes review. I will send out a lot of koozies this week. If you leave your Instagram or Twitter handle in an iTunes review, I will contact you for your address. That's it for me. At Joe Prano on Instagram and TikTok and Venmo at Fix Your Life on Twitter. I don't think I have anything else in particular at the moment. All right. It's 1 a.m. I guess... uh, Guess I better get this bad boy up, Joe Prano. Dirtballs, thank you for supporting the show. We'll see you in a few days. Have a great week. And as always, stay dirty.